Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings students and welcome to this episode of The Professor Travel. I am The Professor Travel coming to you from Orange County, California. Um, this is the website, this is the vlog, this is the podcast that you go to in order to learn more about different destinations. This is where you go in order to discuss more as a team. This is where you go in order to be able to travel more and to enjoy your life more. You can always reach me through a variety of different social media sites. Always reach me through my main website, which is theprofessortravel.com. Um, you can also find me on both YouTube and Facebook at The Professor Travel. On Instagram, I can be found at the underscore professor underscore travel. You can find me on Twitter at the professor tr1. And then finally, for those of you who are bloggers, you can find me at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I am so thrilled to invite a visiting professor on with us. Um, to my students, uh, this is Nadine Jamison. Nadine, want to say hi to everybody? Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of your credentials, your educational background, and maybe some places that you traveled before. Okay, so uh, my name's Nadine Jamison. Um, I, um, I have a little bit of an educational background, but not so much in traveling. This is the first time that I had um, traveled out of the country. This is the first time that I'd gone on a cruise. Um, typically, when I travel, it's for uh, work purposes. And so um, flying around the United States is something I'm pretty familiar with. Uh, but anything outside of that was definitely new to me. So was this was this a little um, uncomfortable, maybe initially uh, to fight to go internationally? Yes, actually, uh, initially, I was, uh, I was a little afraid of getting my passport. <laughs> yeah, in fact, that was something that you needed to do ahead of time. We're going to get to that in just one second. But um, so where did you decide to go? Like, what was the what was the purpose of this trip in the first place? Okay, so um, I am with Mary Kay Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I've been part of the company for 16 years. And so in January, uh, this past year, January 2019, our company put out a promotion um, allowing any beauty consultant or sales director, so in any uh, position uh, as far as leadership role is concerned, um, to earn a cruise to the Bahamas, which was to be all-inclusive. And so when the promotion was initially launched, I looked at it, I looked at the requirements to earn it, and I got really excited <laughs> and started playing all the promotional videos for my husband and essentially was just really determined to make sure that I earned that trip by the end of June. So it was a six-month qualification period. Mm -hmm. And you could finish er earlier than that, but it did take me the full six months. And, um, it was, it's our first vacation without the kids. 
Well, congratulations on that too. Thank you. Thank you. Because our boys are 14 and 10. And so we were definitely due. So yeah. Now he was able to go with you. Um, Did he have to pay separately or did Mary Kay also help pay for him as well? No, Mary Kay picked up the bill. Um, It was for you and a guest. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. So, so that took six months to be able to even qualify for that. And you mm-hmm. were in January. So how much time did you have in order to plan this out? Um, well, I, did, <laughs> I didn't really start planning for anything until after I'd finished the qualification period, okay. other than kind of daydreaming <laughs> about <laughs> what outfits I was going to pack and uh, you know, what kind of foods we might eat. And, and so there was just kind of a lot of envisioning our trip and our time together. Um, not necessarily a whole lot of actual (laughs) planning. (laughs) Can I ask you really quickly about the picture that's in front of us right now? Sure. So on this picture, thank you. So this picture was taken at our brand new research and development center in Dallas, Texas. Okay. our company invested a lot of money in building us a brand new facility that is the size of several football fields. Wow. And um, we were able to take a tour of the building when I was there for um, seminar in July. So this picture was literally taken maybe two to three weeks after I learned that I had finished the qualifications for the trip. And I really kind of wanted a, um, I, I just wanted a picture that showed, um, that you can really do anything, uh, when you choose to be part of our company. So that <laughs> you look, kind of, you look like you're having more, a lot of fun there. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. Seminar is a lot of fun. When we go to Dallas, Texas, it is like the biggest slumber party on the planet. You're there with approximately 10,000 of your sister consultants, um, <laughs> Because there are so many of us, um, they actually have to do five seminars back to back. We are, you know, divided up into divisions Mm -hmm. and um, ours was the last one to come through. And so, you know, we knew everyone else had already seen this and we were just kind of chomping at the bit to, um, to look at everything. So now, and you're a director with them, correct? Yes. I'm a sales director of the company. That means that I, I teach and train um, my team of beauty consultants um, in addition to servicing and, and providing um, education for my clients. Okay. So this is, so let's go back to the trip then. So this is your first time going to be out of the country about this. Yeah. So yes. um, you, you need to get some type of credentials in order to be able to leave the country, which would include that passport that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how was that process? Um, it was, it was so much smoother than I anticipated it being, to be honest. I feel like I worried for nothing. (laughs) I I really did. I worried for nothing. Um, there was some information on the application that, um, I did, um, need to ask my parents, which I wasn't necessarily prepared for because I think it asks, um, their birth date and what city they were born in. Uh, those weren't thi- like those weren't things that I just knew off of hand. I knew my mom's birth date, but I, I didn't necessarily know what city she was born in. And so anyway, um, it was easy and, um, I paid for it to be expedited. Okay. I 
I feel like I really didn't need to do that. Okay. That's, that, that gives my students a little bit of a, a little bit more of a visibility into being able to do that, especially for those who have not traveled outside the country, but are considering it. And they're a little concerned about that passport process. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was really a breeze. Excellent. Good to hear. But there were no other visa requirements or special travel medications, anything like that? Not for where we were going, no. Okay, perfect. So let's start to talk about <clears throat> a little bit of the pre-packing process for this kind of a trip. Obviously, going down to the Caribbean is going to be warm. Uh, so talk to me a, bit, a little bit about some of the things that you packed. Okay, so um, I packed, I wanted to make sure that I had multiple swimsuits, um, first of all, that was kind of a priority. Um, I wish I had gone swimsuit shopping earlier than I did for to have extra because in my everyday life, that's I don't need multiple swimsuits. I'm a mom with two kids. I live in, you know, the Midwest where, you know, we're kind of in the north here. So it's cold right now. Exactly. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> we don't swim year round here. So um I needed to buy some extra swimsuits to have just to make sure that I had something dry to put on all the time. Um, I'm not super comfortable with just walking around in the swimsuit. So obviously I needed to have some covers, um, something that was easy to get off and on something that was easy to walk around with. Um, you don't need to pack towels. Um, the cruise, the cruise lines, as well as some of the islands provide those for you. Correct. Right. Right. And I, I'm so glad because that saved me a huge amount of room in my suitcase. Excellent. Um, but, um, yeah, other than having to have multiple swimsuits, I was aware of what the weather was going to be like. Um, I just kind of, you know, pulled up my weather channel app and was checking kind of proactively um, to make sure that I would be prepared as to whether it was going to be rainy. I knew it was going to be hot. So yeah. not just hot, but humid hot too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's quite the difference because we live in California where I'm at and it's like right now, like I was telling you just before we started recording this, it's about 80, 85 degrees right now here in Southern California but it's a dry heat. And so when you're planning for going to a place that has a lot of humidity, sometimes that has effects on your hair. It has effects on your, um, your body. You need to drink a it lot does. of water. It's, it, it can be challenging. So um, also, did you need to pack any type of sunscreen or mosquito repellent at all? Okay. So yes. And sunscreen was kind of, for me, that's a problem. So um, I don't know what people are seeing on the screen right now necessarily, but I am a redhead yes. and <laughs> Um, I have very fair skin and so sunscreen is a must for me almost all year long. Um, uh, and so, um, we, we were able to take, uh, carry on luggage, um, free through what the company had provided. So if I decided to take checked luggage, then I would have need to needed to pay for that. And we already knew that I didn't need to pack a whole lot of stuff that was going to take up a lot of space. It seems silly to me to check luggage just to be able to bring a full size bottle of sunscreen. You know, that, that would have been literally the only reason that I needed to bring a checked size luggage bag. So, um, what I did was I divided the sunscreen up into both my husband's carry on and my carry on. Makes sense. So you're using so, 3.5 ounce bottles in order to be able to get them through. Yes. The plane? Okay. 
Perfect. Yeah. So I took my four ounce bottle of real size sunscreen and I squirted it into two smaller bottles. Okay. And there we had it. Perfect. I guess the other option you could have done maybe would be to either pay a crazy arm and a leg in order to purchase it on the ship. Or when you got down to Miami, like going to a store and doing that, but you were already telling me before we started recording that your husband doesn't necessarily like to take a lot of time necessarily outside the area <laughs> yeah. in order to be able to do stuff like that. He wanted to get to destination and make sure you guys were on time. Correct. Exactly. He's a point A to point B person and he is a little bit more of a nervous traveler than I am and a little bit more fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> well, you know what? That works for me and my husband as well, who you've known for years. And so for it's, it's just one of those things I think is, it adds to the spice and the flavor of our relationships. So that's, that's what it yeah. is. Yes, it does. Um, now, when you were flying out, which airport did you leave out of? Uh, we left out of Cleveland Hopkins. Okay. Which is really not very far from our home. Okay. Uh, so we just opted to take an Uber. Okay, cool. Easy enough. Uh, and that was a direct flight to Miami? Yes. Yes, okay. it was a direct flight. All right. I just, I was just at a conference in Miami. I stayed there for about three days and I, I could actually see this, I could see the cruise ships from where my hotel was. That's how close I was. So I probably, I probably was like, Hey, how you doing? I probably, I probably <laughs> saw you because I thought, I think maybe, I thought maybe we might have been around the same time. Cause I, w- I was October the 26th through the 29th. And my cruise was the 28th through November 1st. I'm sorry. I, there you go. I did see you then. <laughs> you, I saw you like two cruises there. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Like two ships passing in the night. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so you get, so you get to the cruise port. How was the embarkation process? Did, did it take a long time or? Um, I, I mean, I don't think it take a, took a huge amount of time, but, but Um, In hindsight, I wish that I had taken the time when I arrived at the airport in Miami to find something to eat. Mm. Um, The company had provided for us actually something to eat when we arrived. And we, my husband and I, again, he's a little bit of a nervous traveler. We decided to go right for the bus. Um, And so um, because once you arrive uh, for embarkation, um, you're kind of sitting in a, in a very large uh, terminal sort of area. Uh, and there are some vending machines there, but that's about it as far as finding snacks. Um, and so it didn't take a, a huge amount of time, but we were probably sitting there for, I want to say about an hour to an hour and a half, um, you know, without much to do other than entertaining ourselves with our phones. So you, while you were, while you were there at the embarkation port waiting, did you happen to mm-hmm. meet other Mary Kay representatives who you were able to at least have conversations with and network with? Lots, lots. Nice. Um, yeah, that, and that's always really nice. Um, I feel like to, you know, we do the same thing. We work with the same company. So you automatically almost have some things in common uh, where you know that it's safe to strike up a conversation with quote unquote a random stranger nice and i'm assuming a lot of people were decked out in pink just 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 on a thought there um or no a lot of us okay so a lot of us had destination red which was the theme of what this contest was called t-shirts so we so a lot of us had you know maybe we had them made by different designers or whatever but we could kind of pick each other out in the crowd for sure (laughs) 
Um, so, you know, and it's nice because you walk around and you're kind of winking at people and giving them a thumbs up and, uh, yeah. So we, we knew who each other were. Okay. <laughs> so you get through embarkation. Um, you finally get your key card to get on the ship. Um, now this specific ship, you went through Royal Caribbean, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. What was the name of the ship again? Uh, Navigator of the Seas. Okay. Navigator of the Seas. It, that's a fairly large ship, correct? I believe so. <laughs> it felt it felt pretty big. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, it's a pretty large ship. Um, there, there, I want to say it's probably like number like in the top ten ships of the world right now, as far as size goes. So, oh. um, in so you get on board. Uh, now, are you boarding through like a side entrance? Are you boarding through like the uh, the main atrium section? How how was it when you got on board? Were you impressed with what you saw? Um, when, when we got, I, first of all, I really obviously did not know what to expect, but when you came into, just when you came into the, the port to get on the ship, um, it was very grand looking going up the stairs because above you, um, hanging from the ceiling were huge, like rudders, um, you know, from probably some crazy old cruise ship, who knows, um, (laughs) And so when we got on board, um, I wasn't surprised necessarily, but it was like, just everything was beautiful. Mm. I mean, everything was beautiful and we were kind of being, um, guided and directed as to where to go really at every step. Okay, perfect. Now, did you bring your own bags on board the ship or did you have a porter, uh, take care um, of Actually, so again, because the company really kind of took care of everything and they, they contracted with um, a travel agency called global excellence. Um, And the global excellence people that were there for us um, really kind of took care of all of those details. So they took our bags from the point we got on the bus. Okay, cool. And, and so we didn't see those bags again until they were put in our rooms for us. Once our rooms were ready. Um, and so, you know, I'm glad that I knew to put, because I'm traveling from a cold climate in, you know, into Miami, I had stuck a tank top in my purse. Okay. <laughs> and so I would say to have something on your person uh, for when you get onto the cruise ship, because it's going to be a little bit of a wait before you actually get into your room, before the rooms are prepared and ready, depending on what time you arrive. I want to touch, touch base on that really quick. I actually listened to another um, vlog. Um, I, think they're, I think their names are Ben and Steve. And they also do exactly what you're suggesting, which is have a, when you go on board, maybe have like a, a like it can be the size of a computer bag, but something that is smaller that you can bring with you, that you have maybe a change of clothes, some important things like your medications, as well as um, maybe even like an empty water bottle that you can have so that when, when you're walking around, if you want to refill that, it's, it's totally available for you. So just some travel tips for my students out there. That's a great opportunity for you as well. So good foresight as far as having that available to you, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you get on board, how long is it before you can actually get into your room? Um, it was a, I want to say it was probably about two hours. Okay. Um, oh, we arrived oh, really sorry, early. 
Yeah, we arrived really early um, into Miami to begin with. And I want to say we were probably on board the ship. Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I have to be honest. I don't know what time it was during most of the five days other than at dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not well, a bad from what you told From what you told me earlier, it sounds like as soon as you guys got to the airport, there was there was no there was no getting around time. It was just like, let's just go directly get, get to the, get to the cruise line. And if we have to wait, we have to wait. And that's right. it. And so, so it sounds like you were probably one of the first people to board. We were during the day. So if that's the case, you were probably boarding somewhere around 11 or noon, something like that. Probably if it takes off at 6 PM or something like that. So mm-hmm. then knowing that if you were waiting for your rooms for a few hours, my question would be, were there areas for you to go in on the, sh- on the ship and actually get some food? Oh yeah. So that way you were taken care of that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, when we first boarded, um, we, um, you had an opportunity to look at additional upgrades, mm-hmm. you know, to anything that you might've wanted meal plan wise, or um, we upgraded our beverage package um, in addition to above and beyond what the company had already taken care of for us. Um, so we took care of that first. Um, and then, um, we went out onto, I think it was deck 12 or deck 13, where it's just kind of an open area where there's, um, there's a pool, there's a, there's a bar out there. Um, and then there were a few places that you could eat out on that kind of open area deck, which was really nice. They were completely ready for us to eat as soon as we walked on board. (laughs) That's awesome. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually really nice, especially when you've been traveling that long, just to be able to get in and just relax, wait for your bags and not have to, not have to stress at that point. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. Um, and then, so you are, you finally do get into your room in a couple hours. Uh, what kind of room did you have? Was it like an interior, an ocean view, a balcony? Like what, what kind it was, of- it was an ocean view room with a porthole window, which okay. was really stunning. Actually the next morning um because we happened to wake up as the sun was rising out over out over the water and so um you know we got to kind of lay there on the bed and watch the sun rise out the porthole window it was really beautiful wow what a treat especially coming from a cold climate like like, it was like oh um so okay uh well let's do this um so over the course of the next few days, I'm going to assume that you're going to be doing business and networking on board the ship. But at the same time, I do want to know a little bit about the different destination stops that you had. And then maybe we can talk about what you did during those days. If you didn't go out, what did you do on the ship? Sound good? Okay. Okay, cool. So let's start with the first day out of port. You're leaving from Miami. What's your first stop? Um, our first stop was Coco Cay. Oh, perfect day at Coco Cay. Yes. And it was, it was way more than I expected. Mm-hmm. It was way more than I expected. Um, just, just getting off the ship and approaching the island um, was just this like picturesque view. You know, I mean, everybody says the water in the Bahamas is crystal blue and, you know, it really truly is. <laughs> they're, not, they're not Photoshopping those. Um, and so it was really gorgeous. Um, there are two parts to that island. There is the chill side, 
which is the side that we chose to primarily spend our time on. And there is the thrill side. So the thrill side has like a water park on it. Um, and you know, so it's filled with like water slides and sprinklers and activities for kids. Um, this was an opportunity for us to kind of connect as a couple. And so we obviously didn't opt to take our kids. We weren't going to be venturing over to that side of the Island really at all. Um, and so we stuck to the chill side and there were things for us to do on the Island. So it was kind of funny because, um, we, we, well, first of all, at nine o'clock in the morning, we went to the bar <laughs> and, um, just okay, you're on vacation. It's totally we're on vacation. Fun. <laughs> and they had fantastic fruity fun drinks that were not, you know, it's not like the kind of place where they're making drinks incredibly strong or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Um, so you can, you can relax, you can, you know, take your time. So we walked along the beach for a while and then decided to play ping pong. they've got this open area there where you can play ping pong there's like outdoor bowling there's um volleyball nets i mean there were a lot of things that you could just do sitting there on the island tons and tons of shaded beach chairs and um so we walked for a while we played ping pong and then kind of the highlight um, I think for us was the quote unquote pool bar area. Mm. So this pool is the craziest thing I'd ever seen. It was ginormous and there were different kind of like different sections to the pool where if you were somebody that just wanted to lay out and relax a little bit in the sun and just have like a little taste of the water. Um, there was a, a whole area where the water is only about two, three inches deep and it's got these lounge chairs that line it. And that's my favorite part of the pool. I'm a chill girl. (laughs) So, um, so that was lined all along kind of like in a big L shape on one side. And then, you know, if you're somebody that likes fun and excitement, they have the, the bar itself, which on one side is on dry land on the other side is literally in the water with, um, like there's like bar stools around it. There's some kind of tables down in the water to one side and there's a DJ there and, you know, kind of, you know, having fun. And, um, and then in the center, this is like a really cool feature that I'm so glad that they had the forethought for, because I think a lot of us, you know, we're not, if we're traveling to the Bahamas, we're not necessarily used to being in the sun all the time. And so in the center, there was this huge, um, like a garden almost that kind of sprang up out of the middle of the pool, which really provided some nice shade Nice to kind of hang out around. And then to the far end, if you had little ones, there were some sprinklers coming up and it was very shallow down there and some things for them to do and play with. So it, it was like, they thought of everyone. Excellent. Um, Just a little quick note for the students out there as well. Many of these islands that are in the Bahamas um, are privately owned by the cruise companies themselves. Um, Coco Cay is owned by Royal Caribbean. Princess Cay is owned through Princess Cruise. Um, Castaway Cay is owned by Disney. Um, So there's all these ones. These are some of, by the way, the safest places you can possibly go in the Caribbean. It's almost like going to Disneyland. The level of safety in some of these places are Mm -hmm. spectacularly well because that's the bread and butter of those islands is they are completely managed by the cruise company. Any crime there is 
practically non-existent. And so if you ever want to go to a place where you feel safe and there's lots of things to do, the K's across the board, Half Moon K, Coco K, um, Castaway K, Princess K, all of those are great opportunities. And I'm leaving off some other ones really quick, but I'm, I'm going to assume that you felt safe while you were there as well, correct? We did. Yeah, we did. And it, ironically enough, now that you say that, um, something that comes to mind that, again, I kind of wish that I had kind of already known or been aware of is I brought a bag with me mm-hmm. with um, my passport in it because I thought, well, what if they need to check my passport when I get on and off? I, I didn't need that bag and I didn't need to to take any of that stuff other than it was important for me to have my key card. Yes, because because it's run by Royal Caribbean, you can use your key card on the island, correct? Yes, absolutely. You use your key card essentially for everything, for everything, for everything. If you're, you know, ordering a drink or getting lunch somewhere, you, you use your key card for everything, for getting on and off the ship. And so I would also suggest that um, it's a good idea to have something to put that in and wear on your person that is, you know, maybe waterproof, uh, like one of those clear things that it can slide into. Um, we, we had sort of uh, name tags from the company that were provided to us that, you know, said that, you know, my name and that I was the achiever and Steve's name and that he was my guest, you know, so we wore those. Um, and so we, you know, kind of strapped those on, had little, they had little clips or they had a lanyard, um, but mine got wet. It was not waterproof. Oh, mine got no. wet, no. which is, you know, it's, it didn't grow mold or anything at this point yet, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, I did see people with some waterproof cases and things, and, and that would have been something that had I realized its importance, I probably would have rather to have. You know, another thing that, when my students are traveling and I have advised them to do before is just as a security precaution, take pictures of the important pieces of your passport, like your picture, the passport ID, keep that in your phone and maybe even email that to yourself so that in the unfortunate event that you lose your passport or something happens where you are not able to have that available to you, if it gets stolen, heaven forbid, this is usually something I give advice to for people in, uh, that are going abroad into other countries, not so much for the cruises, but um, it's a good idea to have those available just in the event that, hey, I've lost my passport. What am I going to do? Well, you can go to the consulate or you can go to the passport office, wherever you're at and say, hey, I need you to replace my passport. I've lost my passport. Here's the information on it right away, as opposed mm-hmm. to having to get all crazy and having to deal with those kind of unusual situations that might occur. So just so you aware. All right. So here we are at Coco K. You have a wonderful day. It sounds like, uh, what was the, what was the nightlife like on the ship? Um, so, (laughs) so when we got back to the ship, we, we had dinner, um, in the, uh, in the dining room, which was stunning by the way. Uh, I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. The service was amazing. Um, I have a gluten allergy and um, the head waiter actually came over to my table and offered, you know, gluten-free pancakes in the morning if I wanted. Aww. And he, he wanted to know what I might order 
the following day in advance. He wanted to know what kinds of things on the menu it looked like that I liked so that he could make sure that it was going to be safe for me. I mean, it, it was, the service was really amazing. So, um, after dinner, um, my husband and I didn't choose to take advantage of the, there were tons of like nightclub, you know, places that you could go, but it looked like a lot of that stuff based on the itinerary. So the itinerary was always, um, you know, placed in our room and plenty of time for us to look over the things that we might, might want to do for the day. And a lot of the nightlife stuff doesn't really get started until about 11 o'clock. And I am an early bird. Um, <laughs> so by 11 o'clock, especially in, with a full day in the sun, I had fully intended to go dance the night away. And it was not going to happen. <laughs> It's okay. It I totally was, understand. <laughs> uh, right. But there were plenty of places on the ship for us to explore mm -hmm. and really walk around leisurely, um, just kind of enjoying looking at everything. Um, I think we got in the hot, one of the hot tubs for a little while, nice. um, you know, and just kind of relaxed a lot. Um, so, but nightlife, there were lots of things provided. Mm -hmm. Um, we did, I think the second night we went to, um, a show. Oh, nice. Um, what did you see? Uh, it was something showgirl, something through the ages. Oh, okay. So was it like a variety show? Um, yeah, it was like, it was a, they were dancers. Okay. Uh, so it was a dance performance, but they kind of went through, um, entertainment through literally through different decades. Hmm. Um, it, it was really interesting and it was really fun. Sounds interesting. Um, yeah. Where was the next destination for you then? Uh, the next destination was to Nassau. Nassau. Okay. So we're still in the Bahamas. Perfect. Yes. And so you get off, uh, did you get off the ship at Nassau? We did. We did. We didn't actually spend a lot of time off the ship. Uh, we didn't decide to do any of the um, excursions. I really just wanted to explore. Okay. And so what we chose to do is we got off. I did a little bit of a sh of shopping with the initial vendors because I wanted to bring back some fun souvenirs for some specific people. Um, and then we just walked. Um, there were lots of, you know, beautiful homes to look at. Um, there was because, of course, the hurricanes had come through not long before. You know, there were some areas of town where you could see that there was still where they were still kind of trying to clean up and repair um, things. But I'm I'm into um, art and street art. And so I just wanted to walk around and take some fun pictures of the buildings. And um, so we we decided to go for a long walk. And then when we were tired of walking, we went back to the ship. Perfect. Now, one thing I keep hearing about Nassau, and I don't know if this necessarily affected you, is that when you get off the ship, it's usually really high pressure. There's a lot of merchants that will <laughs> accost you, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Did you experience anything like that? I, I didn't necessarily feel accosted, okay. but it was a high energy environment. Okay. You know, they really are, I think... I think I go into it also knowing that this is a culture of people that uh, make their living from uh, the 
the tourism and the visitors. And this is a, a culture of people that had just experienced something that was pretty horrific. Yeah. And so I would imagine that that um, lends itself to a certain amount of desperation. Yeah. And so I just, you know, I was kind of already prepared for that. So it didn't, it didn't bother me. I didn't feel like anyone was uh, chasing me down the street, you know, or anything like that. Um, but, you know, more so that they were really, they were really making their best effort to draw in your attention. It sounds like maybe what they've done is because of the hurricane and because they don't want to necessarily scare off any tourists that they may have actually kind of just let up a little bit on the high pressure in order to get people to come in and spend those uh, tourist dollars in order to be able to help out the area and the economy. Mm -hmm. So, all right, good. All right. So then you get back on the ship. What is the next destination? Um, so we actually went back to Coco Cay. Okay, perfect. And it's, we again, it's a lovely port. So a lot of people really, really like that place. We, it was actually, it was really great for us to spend a second day there. The, the second day wasn't as long as the first day. So the first day when we got into port, it was like, I don't know, it was pretty early in the morning. We were off the ship by nine. Okay. The second time we went to Coco Cay, of course, I had a business meeting that morning anyway, which was from eight to 10, uh, you know, so out of the. Out of the five days, Mary Kay wanted us for a two-hour business meeting. That's not too bad. Yeah, so, not at all. <laughs> and, you know, and, and during the business meeting, it was a lot of education that I gained. So it was well worth the two hours. But um, so we didn't um, get off the ship until about 11. Um, and we got to stay longer. You know, we, we didn't board back onto the ship until almost right before dinner for us. We opted for the early dinner. You can have dinner at different times. Um, which was nice. We just chose not to do that. We wanted to be able to stick to a schedule that we would know and not get confused. Um, so the object for us was to think as little as possible. <laughs> that's what, that's what this is about. I mean, you're away from the kids. You're having a really fun time. Speaking yeah. of which, actually, I want to ask you, um, you were able to bring your husband with you. Other people, did they, did they bring their husband and their kids? And yes. Okay. Yes. So as a matter of fact, um, there was a woman that I met the first night that we were there, um, for all intents and purposes, we're just going to call her Jersey because that's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I call her now. Okay. And, uh, we met the first night, but then we seriously bonded and connected the day that we were in Nassau and we got to hang out in the pool area on the ship and talk for, honestly, we probably talked for hours and she had brought her husband and her two daughters. Oh so um, we had been provided when we earned the cruise and, and they verified that we had a passport, we were provided with a booking number through Royal Caribbean. And that allowed us to log into the Royal Caribbean website and then book excursions if we wanted to in advance, to add uh, family members if we wanted to in advance, um, to change and upgrade our stateroom if we chose to in advance. And so all of those options were available to us. Um, we just were choosing not to take the kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. And, and, but the good news is that you and your husband had some bonding time, which is fantastic, especially, I think this is the first major vacation you guys have taken since you've had the kids, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. 
Nice. Yep. And, and it was, again, something that was unique that you've never done before. Do you, let me ask you this. In, in reflection of this, do you think that if you were going to be doing another cruise, would you take the kids with you next time? No. Okay. This is kind of just <laughs> No, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. I, I mean, think, I think, uh, because I think if we were going to go on a Disney cruise, yeah, I think we would, that would be something where we would take the kids. There were some things that were available on the ship that were provided for, um, children. There, there definitely were. Um, but I don't think there was enough of enough things of interest for my children to be occupied and happy for five days, you know, for that length of time on and off the ship, you know, for yeah. example, the walk around Nassau would have never flown, yeah. you know, and, and so taking children with you on a vacation, this is my own personal perspective, but as a parent, that's, um, I think a family vacation and a, and a couple's vacation are very, very different. There's just a lot of, uh, work that goes into a family vacation that you're including your children in. Yeah, absolutely. So. And again, you, you know, your children better than anybody else. So it could be one of these things where people can suggest, Hey, there's lots of things for you to do. But if it's one of those things that at the same time, like, for example, that would not have flown with this specific vacation that you and your husband took, because again, you're in business mode at this point too. Even though I know you're trying to have a fun time, there's st you're still networking every single day with people. You're still going to have to attend that business meeting. So there are other things that are on your mind. The last thing you want is a situation that involves the kids. I'm assuming you had everything at home taken care of. So there was no major issues and that wasn't the problem in the first place. Right. So. Right. In, in fact, we opted for, and if, if you can, if you can, I would highly in, encourage this because it's available for you to have an internet package, you know, attached to your phone while you're there so that you have full access to everything. And because this was a getaway and we really did want to get away from it all, we chose not to have an internet package. And we literally put our phones on airplane mode for five days oh, wow. and <laughs> use them, use them as camera only. So there was no Facebooking. There was no phone calls. There was no emailing. There was no checking any of that stuff. We, we were choosing to unplug and check out. And I, I do feel like I came home refreshed and ready to dive back in um, to all of those things. And so, yeah, we, we made arrangements for the kids where we felt completely comfortable and safe. They were with grandparents. There is an emergency number that Royal Caribbean provides for you. So if someone really, really did need to get in touch with us, they could. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we just, we made arrangements with grandparents and, and decided to, um, unplug. That, that's perfectly that's perfectly it's perfectly acceptable for a vacation so don't don't mm -hmm. even feel bad about that at all because i know i wouldn't um so, all right so after coco cave for the second time where was the next place after that um that after that it was back to miami, miami? okay perfect yeah. excellent um did you have any sea days as you were going through the process um I'm not sure. It kind of felt like it. <laughs> it's all just this, like, yeah. I mean, yep. I mean, honestly, so we arrived on, on Monday. 
So we were in Miami for the duration of Monday. We woke up on Tuesday in Coco Cay. We woke up on when and Wednesday in Nassau, I think. We woke up on Thursday in Coco Cay, and mm-hmm. then we went back to Miami, and we woke up on Friday in Miami. So no sea days at all. That's actually pretty right. good then. I mean, so you, you were able to make that work for you pretty well. So let's talk about the disembarkation process. How, how smooth was that in order to be able to get off the ship? It was actually very smooth. They were super prepared. I mean, the whole process itself, really in the morning, I want to say took an hour, maybe. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. I mean, it was just, they, it was a systematic flow. And, and they prepared us for it the night before, really, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I know some people had the ability to leave their bags. I believe it was outside their door at a certain time and, and they would take them because we did carry on luggage. We didn't need to do that. So we just grabbed our luggage. Um, it was a very smooth process. Even, you know, going through customs was easy and seamless. Um, you know, and it was a, like, a, you kind of got scanned when you went out. Um, so it wasn't like somebody was looking at your passport and, you know, tossing everything out of your bag. And I mean, it, it was just very seamless. When you went through the Miami terminal back outside to Miami, was the, was the passport control there? Um, like how did that, how, how was that? Because I, w- I heard something like they were going to start to experiment with just a, like a walkthrough passport? Yes. It was literally a facial scanner. You stood so still like for a iPads second. or something in order to like just scan your Yeah. Face. You, you, you stood there. They kind of scanned your face and you walked through. That is insanely there, technology. There was no like, there was no like, here's my paperwork. I yep. mean, that was it. I remember hearing about this. It's and Miami's the first place that's doing it. So, but based on your experience, it sounds like it went really smoothly. Yeah, it it went really smoothly. It was, I was prepared for, you know, however long it's going to take, it's going to take. However long it's going to take, it's going to take. And um, it was like nothing. That's again, it was one of those things that I had been nervous about for absolutely no reason. But you know what? Sometimes having that nervousness and being proactive in those measures makes it so that you're not, that, that it's like, you know what? I'm happy I prepared for this. I, I, I'm prepared for those emergencies. So that way, if that did occur, I mm-hmm. was prepared. So I wouldn't necessarily say there was anything bad about that. Um, what about the return flight? How was that? <laughs> so um, I occasionally get motion sickness. Oh, no. And I had bought some C bands for my wrist for the ship, which I did not need at all. It was very smooth. Uh, However, the very first flight, so we coming back, we had a connecting flight in Atlanta and the very first flight, the descent was terrible. The descent was like an elevator, you know, kind of up and down for a good 30 minutes. Um, And it, I had a dizzy headache for a couple of days. Oh man. I'm so sorry about that. So, but other than that, you know, again, you, it was very seamless. Okay. Good to hear. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry that that happened. Did you use the same air carrier the whole way through? Uh, 
know, papers in front of me. I think we did. <laughs> I think we did. Oh no. Okay. So on the way there, we flew American and that was a direct flight. And on the way back, we were on Delta. Okay. And so we, we flew from Miami to Atlanta and then Atlanta to Cleveland. Okay. Perfect. So now you're back from your wonderful, wonderful business trip slash vacation. Talk to me. What were the pros of going to the Bahamas? What did you enjoy about it? Um, it was just really ultimate relaxation and uh, fun. It was just <laughs> very carefree. Um, it, like I said before, when we, especially being able to go to Coco Cay twice, that was really great because the second time we went, we knew what we wanted to do. Uh, we enjoyed the beach, just being on the beach. Um, you know, the sand and the water and just the scene, the scenery is, you know, gorgeous and breathtaking and, um, and the food was, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's the, it's a getaway destination for people that I feel like, um, aren't necessarily looking for um, educational stuff and sightseeing stuff. And you know what I mean? Um, I think it's a different vacation to go look at museums and, you know, historical things. This was definitely like a, a fun, let loose kind of place. Nice. And I can tell you that when myself and my husband, Kevin travel, um, we're, we're, we've in the past, we've done like the same excursions together, but we have different desires of what we want to do. He's going to do a lot more things in terms of adventure. I tend to be that kind of museum slash um, shorter excursion person. So for mm-hmm. me, I think what we're probably going to be doing in the future is actually splitting our excursions where he's going to do one. I'll do the other. We film them both. And then we come back together and like have them available there. So that way everybody can see, you know, all the different things that we did. <clears throat> so knowing that and having, having said that, not that there's any cons as per se about the trip, but what were some things that you think that maybe someone who's a first time traveler to the Bahamas might want to be aware of? Um, okay. So first of all, this is a really silly tip and probably something that maybe other people would, would think about. Um, but you should probably pack either some ibuprofen or some Tylenol. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think we both thought about it. Mm -hmm. Neither of us did. Mm. Um, so we ended up buying some ibuprofen on the trip. I want to say the second day that we were there and it was like 10 bucks for a little bottle of 20 ibuprofen. So, you know, double check little, little silly things before leaving, you know, really kind of go over your bag with, well, what do I typically use, you know, every day, you know, that, I might take for granted and not have. Um, The other thing is, you know, like I said, um, I don't know if I said this already or not, but uh, when we went to Coco Cay, I had taken, you know, a bag with passport and swimsuit cover and extra sunscreen. Now the extra sunscreen, eh, that might've been good for us to put on, but we didn't think about it anyway while we were there. And there was a locker that I could put all those things in. So um, that was great. And you didn't have to pay extra for the locker. You just used a code. Um, but I, the second time we went there, I didn't take anything. I walked off the ship 
in what I was going to be wearing for the day and my, um, my key card. And that was it. You know, I, nothing else was needed. Okay. Easy. So that's, so basically you kind of, you overpack the first time and you learn from that lesson. And the second time it was like, no, you know what? I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had packed like water bottles and, you know, we ended up carrying around a backpack for no reason Mm -hmm. um, until we found the lockers. Okay. You know, cool. Awesome. And then, uh, you know, finally, as far as thoughts, um, what about any value adds, um, uh, cost savings, best practices, anything you learned from this experience or that you want to share with the students of this? Um, I, you know, I would say the first day that you arrive, be prepared because if there are add-ons available for anything, um, they are really going to attempt to sell them to you, you know? So if you're planning to upgrade a drink package, if you're planning to upgrade a meal package, I would say, look at those things because there are probably deals. I know I was receiving emails all the time about, you know, this is going to be 50% off or this is, and I was choosing not to take advantage of those things because for me, this was a trip that was being provided by my company as a reward that I had already worked for. Um, And I, I wanted to just take full advantage of everything that was being offered. Um, so we didn't choose to upgrade anything but our drink package. Um, but you know, kind of have some awareness, do a little bit of research. I would say, try not to overpack your schedule with excursions because, you know, from some people that I did know again, cause we're talking, we're chatting, we're networking while we're on there. Um, you know, they wish they hadn't scheduled so many uh, you know, to take advantage of having a little bit more downtime. Um, but, um, I would say pack light Mm -hmm. and just plan to enjoy, um, you know, everything around you. Mm -hmm. So, and and the, the ship itself was just stunning. It was beautiful to just explore the ship. I'm glad you had a really nice time. Did you use any of the amenities while you were on board as far as like the gym or the walking track or anything like that? I walked through the gym. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm typically a gym goer. Mm -hmm. And for me, I I decided I was on vacation and I was therefore not taking advantage of the gym, but the gym was beautiful. It was well equipped. Okay. Uh, I'm somebody that weight trains Um, and not, not all smaller gyms are accommodating, you know, a a lot, lots of them have equipment, but not necessarily free weights. Um, so that was nice to see. They had plenty of space. They had some available classes that you could take. That was nice to see available. Again, I didn't choose to participate, but, um, and there was a walking track, around the outside, I think on deck 12. Yeah. There were lots of people running and walking while we were napping in the cabana area. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Fine. Well, we're just about out of time, but I did want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for taking the opportunity to debrief with us on the Bahamas vacation that you did. Um, I know that you've been generous enough to share your information with us in case some people had some questions, they could email you at nadine.n. Dot jameson at gmail.com. 
And at the same time, if people wanted to know more about Mary Kay and these wonderful opportunities and places that you go and conferences that you do, and just in general about the product, um, I have listed here your website, which is on the Mary Kay website, marykay.com forward slash Nadine Jameson. Is that the best way for them to reach you? It is. It is. Um, anything else you want to say about that opportunity for them? Um, it, well, I, I, I feel like I work with the best company on the planet. I re I mean, I really do. They treat us like royalty. Um, and I think, um, this experience in particular was a great opportunity for, um, my husband to see that mm. because I'm, you know, we, we kind of become spoiled brats, I think, <laughs> uh, and take for granted, um, everything that's available and offered to us and, and especially the way they really cater to us and, and treat us. And it was nice for my husband to actually observe, uh, all of that kind of world. And, and so it was just very refreshing. Um, I've been in business for 16 years and I have clients all over the country. Um, I have beauty consultants that I teach and train and mentor all over the country. And, um, if you have a Mary Kay girl, um, you should, um, reach out to her and see what's new. And if you don't have a Mary Kay girl and your interest is peaked, then hit my website. So, well, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Nadine, for all you've yeah. done and, and, and this wonderful opportunity to speak with you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Now, for my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments, if you'd like to know more about this destination or anything else in reference to travel, you can always send me an email at scott at theprofessortravel.com. Um, again, I'd like to thank Nadine for this wonderful opportunity. And until next time, make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.